back after my travels. Uh, as I was thinking of uh, what to talk about tonight, there's it's kind of three things, um, there's many things that stand out from, from uh, traveling, but um, there's three things that, that struck me uh, quite vividly, and the two of them seem quite opposite to one another in a way, but they're not really. But one of the things that I experienced um, from traveling through uh, uh, England uh, for, for part of the trip, uh, Diana was doing Alexander Technique workshops, so I was traveling by myself for about 10 days and I t traveled down through uh, um, Devon and into Cornwall, you know, that left southwest side of, um, of England and then up there and around into the area which is known as the Cotswolds, which is an extraordinarily beautiful area. And uh, I was struck by what I thought was such a sensible way to live, that people live for centuries in these places where they have these little villages and these you know, beautiful great big forests and fields around them. And then there's another little village over here, another little village here. And um, people must have had a, a wonderful sense of belonging to a community and that kind of um, kind of planning. Um, something that we tend to lose in our big cities and sort of big populations. Okay. And um, particularly in, in Ireland, uh, what struck me about um, Irish people is that they have such a strong sense of belonging to family and they have such a strong sense of belonging to place. And you talk to them and they, they're, they're very sort of proud of it, not in an arrogant kind of way, but in a joyous kind of way. But they'll always say, oh, I'm from County Roscommon, I'm from County Clare. And, and they always find ways of when they meet, of uh, just listening to their conversations, they always try and find out how they're related. You know, oh, I remember Conor O'Brien, his, his wife Mary, she used to go out with me. You know, they, 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 they look for connectedness all the time. And uh, it's a very, um, it's a, they're very warm, joyous people. And when they actually do uh, uh, research into uh, happiness, the Irish come up near the top nearly all the time in terms of level of um, life fulfillment and so on, which is really to do with their sense of connectedness to place and connectedness to um, family and relations. Um, what's kind of not opposite to that, but um, complementary to that. And it, maybe it comes out of um, the experience of just traveling by yourself for some time and uh, you don't have an identity really when you're traveling. It's just a nobody, you know, going from here to there, which is very, very good, very liberating uh, not to be someone. Um, but in reflecting on Dharma practice and maybe coming out of just that experience of not talking much and not, not relating much, just doing things, is that it um, becomes, became clearer to me that um, in Dharma practice we talk about and we do become clearer about um, not identifying with thoughts, you know, not identifying with feelings and so on, 
But often what our focus is, is that we're um, not identifying with negative feelings or dysfunctional thinking patterns. Um, but what, what we need to be really clear about in our practice is that we do, we all tend to have this sense of, um, <coughs> as a, an observer in there. And the observer is going out in some kind of linear, one-way, causal way and going out and connecting with the world, you know. And we think that there's a consciousness which is in here somewhere, and it's us. We kind of identify with it. We identify with the observer, we identify with the consciousness. And we also create some kind of identification with um, positive feelings, like love, compassion, joy, equanimity. And metaphorically, we, we, we feel it here. We do feel it there in our body. But there's a sense that they're mine. My consciousness, my observing mind, my love. And that's delusional as well. Mm -hmm. they, don't, they don't belong to, there isn't an identity in there. And um, um, it's all part of this experience of being um, a closed system. And we're actually operating in, a, in an open system, but we have this delusion that we're a closed system. And um, some of the reading and writer, writing I've been doing too around um, relationships and interbeing is to, is to be clear that um, it's not a, we're not subjects going out to the world you know, to, or to objects. Is that um, um, the teaching of the Buddha and the Buddha's insight is that subject and object are just both arising together all the time. Mm -hmm. This moment's just there, like that. It's not us going out to things or things coming to us. It's just all there arising together. Mm -hmm. And it's not going in one direction. Everything's going in all different directions at once, you know, to create experience. Um, but all, each moment just arises together, the subject and the object, all the time. And you can't separate the two. Um, but in our kind of little... Um, closed system of ourselves, somehow we, we think that we're a subject facing the world and we're going out to it all the time. Um, so it's important to be, to be clearer of that experience, even if intellectually we would become clearer and then experientially we become clearer. Of looking at what it is, whatever it is that we um, hang on to that we think is us in some permanent kind of way. Thirdly, I um, um, bought a book of poems by um, Seamus Heaney, who's a Nobel Prize winning um, uh, poet. <coughs> you only remember um, <coughs> um, one of the news newsletters that we did about a year or two ago where there was a, a poem about St. Kevin and the Blackbird. That's a Seamus Heaney poem. And uh, I just fell in love with his poetry. Um, it's, and I'll probably share it with you through, through a few uh, Dharma talks as the months go by too. But I felt very nurtured by that poetry and I read it almost every day, like writing, 
reading the Bible <laughs> or reading a sutra. And uh, poetry really touches um, our heart in a way, particularly this type of poetry where it, it takes everyday, ordinary family experiences of growing up a farm or being in a city and of being in a relationship and just gives a wonderful nuance to it, which all I can say is that it kind of, that's, that's the nature of poetry, that it touches the heart in some kind of way. It connects you with something. Um, Robert Aitken, who was my, my first teacher, was a great uh, lover of poetry and really understood poetry so very deeply. Um, and used to uh, encourage us a lot to, to read good poetry as a way of kind of enhancing our Dharma practice. So um, maybe we might do that with a little bit of Seamus Heaney as we go along. So thank you.